Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watch me, Lee, I'm here, my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves. And Jazz is not here with us today because Jazz has not had a chance to watch Gen V. So he's still catching up. But we do have our homeboy, MTF the Third. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am not a member of Gen V, but I'm a member of Gen X. So, oh, you know, I, I am. Wait, I'm you're ready. Gen X? Really? I'm I thought Gen you were. X. I thought you were younger. I am Gen Y, which is millennials, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm an older millennial, so it's the. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, so it's, we're it's, we're pretty we're probably not too far apart. In the yeah, age. we're not I'm too far. The latter Gen X. That's cool. That's cool. So Gen V is named after the drug that they take called mm-hmm. V. So that's why it's called Generation V. And I really like this show. I think it's great. It's one of those shows that I mentioned uh, in my last podcast. There's a few shows that are woke, but people are too dumb to realize how woke it is. Right? <laughs> and that is definitely the the, uh, the the boys universe for sure. The, the boys universe. And the thing is like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf, Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street is not supposed to be glamorizing uh mm-hmm. this lifestyle it's supposed to be like a cautionary tale it's telling you the horrors of this lifestyle mm-hmm. and what should happen but people are too dumb to to realize that and they take away the fact that it's like cool everything that happened in the movie but in real life that would that would not be cool uh same, same thing with fight club fight club is yeah. another movie where people don't get the message of fight club well well, you know what I really think it is, and you know, not to get too deep into like talking about the, the the mothership, so to speak, is that you know, as I've seen it happen to a lot of people, people in my generation, where like we grew up reading comics as yeah. kids, and then when we got older, we wanted the content to get older with us and mm-hmm. get kind of more edgy and get more realistic and violent and more um, sort of stay in the kind of emotional. Uh, territory of of our adolescence, but in terms of the uh, what they could show, you know, more graphic violence, more graphic sex, and um, and to the extent that it was social commentary, sadly, you know, not necessarily deep social commentary. And I think yeah. that's where, like, I think that's where the the different levels of the boys' fandom is. It's like the yeah. people who see the satire yeah. are recognizing the social commentary but yes. the people who people who aren't seeing the satire are thinking that oh this is this is how it should be you know it's yeah. almost like Zack Snyder fans no offense uh well a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of offense yeah you know where it's like if if Batman was real he'd be tearing out people's spines you know yeah like, and 
And that's what they're getting. That's the fix that they're getting from the boys. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the same thing. They're like, if if Superman was real, he would be Homelander. Like, God, I hope not. That, that's not exactly. that's how you view regular people. <laughs> they're like, if a regular person was super, uh, Superman, he would be Homelander. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that's so bizarre. No, but it's kind of funny, though, because I used to say things like that. I used to say that, like, what Superman is really a testament to is is how lucky we are that he landed with like the most wholesome yeah. uh, midwestern loving people who raised yeah. him up to be like you know the best of us when yes. he could have been raised by you know a trump voter right and then in the next farm over <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, it is kansas <laughs> exactly you know so it's like homelander is like what what people who you know hate everybody else think that they would be like if they yeah. were raised with superpowers. It, it's really interesting because this this episode uh, starts off saying like we live in a post racial world because we have a black <laughs> member in the in the seventh. Yes, like, yes. show a train going into the seventh, and I like I like are people not picking up the commentary here? Are people not realizing Seriously. that they're they're not saying that we live in a post racial world? They're saying that like something as token as putting a black person in one group is mm -hmm. a testament that there is no racial issues in this world. They're making fun of that. They're not saying right. that's what's happening. Especially because if you've watched The Boys, you know exactly what happened after A-Train joined the Seven. You know, yeah. I actually, I do think that he's an interesting character. Again, not to go too far down the rabbit hole of The Boys. I think that he's a multi-layered character. He's a piece of shit, but he's like, there's a lot of like cool stuff that they're doing with the A-Train character. And it was mm -hmm. interesting to take that uh sort of flashback and how probably you know if, if we're if we're being real a certain um group of people in the black community would feel to have their a first you know black superhero validated in the top tier i mean it's like jackie robinson right like yeah you know like jackie robinson was a good dude but if jackie robinson wasn't a good dude we'd still celebrate him you know yeah. we'd still be like this is our guy, you know, he's representing for our people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting because like, you know, you mentioned the boys, uh, when they're trying to find another member of the seventh, Homelander goes, I'm not putting a Muslim in the seventh. Are you crazy? So it's one of those things where like, they want to give the appearance that they're giving these people a shot and they have mm -hmm. a chance to make it. But really they don't, they, they're very selective on who they want. They want people who they can control, who they can uh, promote, who they, they can market. Um, that's really mm -hmm. what it's all about. Um, and that's not so different than what we see in media today. That's not so different than what we yes. see in our, in our superhero shows, in our uh, movies, you know? So yeah, the I show mean, it's, it's a commentary it's, on that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting that we're, you know, having this episode, you know, kind of uh, coming off of the Marvels and all yeah. of the controversy, you know, in that in those circles about, you know, is Marvel pushing diversity too hard? You know, all of that kind of, yeah. you know, uh, noise that's coming from uh, some of the, the usual suspects who yeah. kind of feel, uh, you know, kind of feel like uh, you have to do this, this uh, constant uh, reminder, constant check in of whether diversity and inclusion uh, tests well. Uh, you yeah. know, like, uh, are you are you scaring are you scaring white people off? You know, uh, white males off by by things being too brown or too female. Yes, um, that's so true. That's so true. And it's really interesting because, like, 
they'll they'll prompt people up in positions where like they can kind of showcase them and say, mm -hmm. hey, look, we have these people of color in these positions. Uh, but behind the scenes, they'll be doing things that are super uh, offensive or racist. Uh, mm -hmm. Even now, like, you know, we're talking about the boy, uh, the boys and how they're like, we're never going to put a fucking Muslim in the, in the seven. And but they'll put them you know in the competition where they're like in like second place uh right, right now we just had you know we mentioned the marvels we have a sh show with a or a mo movie and a show with a muslim superhero uh yet you know they gave two million dollars to israel and zero money to palestinians um mm -hmm. pretty interesting disney pretty interesting disney that you're doing this at the same time you know it's kind of like hey um you know uh, a little sketchy there so it's basically the show Gen V and the boys are making fun of the capitalistic and consumeristic consumerism of superheroes is what they're right. doing. And that's what they're making yeah. fun of. And people are thinking, no, this is just how real life would work in if superheroes mm -hmm. were real. And they're like, no, this is how the real world is actually working now, even without superheroes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, 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 it's kind of interesting that they're seeing exactly what it is, but they're not seeing the commentary in that, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like, but don't you see the problem with this world? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it, man. So uh, yeah, sure. also, also one thing I want to mention, a trade is not the first black in the seven black noir is actually black, isn't he? Secretly just, black. No, secretly black. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. no, actually, actually, it may not, because remember, he wasn't an original member of the Seven. He was in that uh, other group, and and then he oh, got brought in. Oh, you're you right. Know, he, was, the seven. He, he was in the group the Soldier Boy made. Right. So I don't, yeah. know, the, I don't know the exact timeline of that, but it is possible that he was in the Seven and he just didn't acknowledge that he was Black. Um, yeah. Because I think even we, a, a lot of us, you know, didn't realize that Black Noir was black until they actually showed the flashback, of, yeah. you know, of him being black. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh... Which brings, you know, let's let's go back around to that because I have a theory um, that connects to Gen V about Black Noir. Okay, um, cool. Let's, let's get into that. All right. So we we get this scene of like a train and everything on the TV, but there's this, also these two girls and they're playing. And then this one girl, you know, she, she's having her time in the month for the first time, um, which like, I'm sure, you know, boys would be like, ew, gross. But like, since it's the boys, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. they don't it's realize you're not a bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the feature, not a bug. That's so funny. So she ends up killing her own family uh, by, ha by having her first period. <laughs> Which, damn, who writes this stuff? That's that's, that's Look, crazy. Whoever wrote that needs some quality time with the with the psychotherapist because I can never think of that. It's it's so Freudian, right? I mean, it's like combination Freudian, combination like religious. Like I don't know. Do you remember Carrie? Um, yeah, Carrie. Yeah. Remember how like her mother like treated like uh her having her period like from the depth yeah. like you know something like you could almost imagine luckily it wasn't this but you could almost imagine she was in like a religious family and yeah. you know and it would be like subtext becoming text her yeah. her period blood killing you know killing her family but um you know i think it's just an interesting kind of parallel like she's coming into her womanhood and yeah. so many people are often afraid of that and yeah. and that becomes manifested in her literally killing her parents 
Yeah. The thing I like about Gen V and the boys is because it feels very put together. Whereas like mm-hmm. Marvel feels like things were taken out and then put in, things were taken out and put in. Mm-hmm. It feels a little disheveled. Whereas like yeah. Gen V felt like an entire arc and story and they were like we don't need to connect it to anything else we're just going to shoot it the way we want to shoot it and it mm-hmm. feels very concise and, and i like that because a yeah. lot of these things that they're showing in the beginning come back around at the end which i yeah. which i really like um but yeah she kills her family and then she ends up being an orphan uh her we don't know where her sister ends up and then she gets into Gadokin, which is this school for superheroes Mm-hmm. Um, and I like then, the way you pronounce it because it it almost sounds like you're pronouncing the sound in Street Fighter when you throw. Yeah, uh... <laughs> it, it does. Kadokin, <laughs> Kadokin, <laughs> Ryu wins. <laughs> Speaking of Ryu wins, we end up seeing her uh, roommate who is little cricket, and she's like in a little ring fighting hamsters because her superpowers is that she can shrink. Uh, I love is- Emma. She is so cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about her, you know, like, because obviously we have like the streamer culture and we have those kind of like annoying types. But, you know, there was just something about her. Maybe it was because we saw who she was when the camera wasn't on, you know, or maybe it's just like the nature of her powers. It's just so disarming. and, And, you know, you kind of root for her, like from almost the moment you get her on the screen. Yeah, because you can see her insecurities and stuff like that. She's like, I'm never going to be a combat soldier or a hero. Like, what am I going to do? Become the size of a pickle? <laughs> like, Right. She's not, so she has to go to the performing arts route, which is something I didn't realize. So basically, these superheroes have like a few routes. They can go into the superhero route or they can go into the entertainment route. Which yeah. uh, which makes a lot of sense because when you see in the boys, there's like people who are like superheroes that are also like boy bands and musical artists, like the Justin right. Bieber of superheroes. Uh, and there's like religious superheroes that do like the religious circuits and they go around with their like, uh, I don't know, pastors and stuff like that. Yeah. And, they, and that's an interesting you know, bit of world. That's an interesting bit of world building for the show that, you know, kind of like this is probably going to be something we return to. It's that the boys doesn't really uh, explain like how these uh you know how these heroes, these these uh, supers, uh, exist in society when they're not superheroes. So I just yeah. thought that they were superheroes, but then they did other stuff on the side. I never thought about the idea that there were people who had superpowers that were just like, no, nope, nope, just gonna be a you know a superpowered stockbroker. You know, yep. like <laughs> exactly. Like it, it, there's no like secret identity in, in this world. Everyone is just who they are, kind of. Which is very, yeah. very interesting. Um, yeah, that is really strange. Um, all right. And so Emma becomes roommates with Marie. They go to the combat arts show and they see Golden Boy for the first time. And mm-hmm. uh, Golden Boy fights this guy and he, he's like their number one guy. He is a shoe in to get into the seventh. So, like, basically, this college is like a breeding ground for people to, like, you know, go in. I, I got to be honest, though. Of all the things, there, there's there, there's a lot of things to love about the show, but Golden Boy is too on the nose. Like it's it's too on the nose that like he's got the superhero name Golden Boy, and he's yeah. literally the Golden Boy of yeah. you know of the the school that is being <laughs> touted as the as like the alpha good good boy. You know. Yeah, yeah. I do like the fact that he is basically the strongest person in the school, but he is a Johnny Storm ripoff. So he's basically yeah. Johnny Storm. Well, he's like he's like Johnny Storm and Captain America at the same time. Like at a little bit. Time. You know, 
Yeah, because he's yeah, like yeah. invincible, you know, while he's uh, flamed on. Yeah, while he's flamed on. But all his clothes come off, apparently. <laughs> so he's like <laughs> naked all the time, uh, which I think is funny. But he, he meets his girlfriend and she's mm-hmm. telling her how he's still having nightmares. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll just F them out of you. <laughs> what the fuck? Who wrote nice. this? <laughs> and it's just really funny. Then he's got another friend named Andre. They show up. Mm-hmm. So like the cast is kind of building together. Um, now I gotta then, ask you, what was your what were your first impression of these of like the popular kids when you first met them? Um, I love that the popular kids are all very diverse. They're not mm-hmm. like you know all just white rich kids. Uh, so I thought that was cool, uh, but I didn't really think like I don't know. I, I I wasn't really buying the chemistry at first. So, but it okay. took me a while, and then I'm like, okay. And sometimes they do that on purpose. Sometimes you you don't want to see the chemistry. Of course, you want to see them build chemistry, kind of like the Avengers, yeah. where they don't get along at first, and then they come together. Yeah, I was sus of them like right off the bat, probably because you know that's like the trope, right? The popular kids are douches. Yeah, and then and you know they're good. They're up to some some nonsense. So it was like, oh no, her power, like. I don't think we knew about what Kate's power was early on, but no, you, know, yeah. you, you saw Golden Boy like rip somebody's arm off. You saw yeah. like um, you saw Andre kind of be a little bit douchey, like yeah. kind of look like he was like, that's his boy. But maybe he's a little bit jealous of him, you know, yeah. like so I was like, oh, no, I hope they don't. You know, hope they don't get up to some, some criminal stuff that needs to be covered up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got some people in the comments. They're like, uh, the popular kids being diverse was really cool and more realistic. Yeah, it is more realistic sure. these days, for sure. Um, all right, so Marie finds out that she did not get into a class she wants. So she tries to get in and tries to get into this class, and they won't make an exception for her. So now she has to do performing arts. She wanted to be a hero so that she could become somebody who could have some respect and then maybe find her sister and build a relationship with her. Uh but she's going to go into performing arts and they meet this other girl who's also doing performing arts. And then she's like, yeah, I'm doing a TV show. It's like a seven part episode on grief that to the backdrop of sitcoms throughout the freaking decade. And I was like, yo, WandaVision for reference. Called strays. <laughs> strays for WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision got a stray. That was so funny. Oh man. What did you think of that WandaVision reference? I, I dug it. I mean, again, it ties back into what you were saying about yeah. how, like, you know, you have these performance aspects and, like, why wouldn't they have actual superheroes uh, be part of the superhero cinema, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, you have someone who's been, who's had superpowers for a little while and has been acting and is trying to, like, move from the CW realm into something more, uh, yeah. you know, uh, prestige-oriented. Yeah, that, that was funny. Um, so... Emma meets these people and she meets some guy. Uh, they're having a good time. <laughs> and he's like, wouldn't it be awesome if you got small? And this is the wildest scene. Uh, but before that scene happens, we find out that the way her powers work is that she has to throw up. She has well, no, no, we didn't we didn't find that out until until after she says yes. And I, I thought it was really that. interesting because that scene, you know, again, going back to go uh, to Emma and how like you really root for her, you yeah. know, like she thinks this guy thought she was cute, liked her, yeah. you know, like was was like really into her. And then immediately he's like, you know what? You know what I need you to do? I need you yeah. to flaunt your powers for me. I think it would be so hot. And she's like, I really don't want to do it. And, yeah. you know, he kind of 
he kind of pressures her. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it kind of is not exactly a metaphor for date rape. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is college and it is like an older boy pressuring a freshman girl to do something she's not comfortable with, you yeah. know? And, and then she fetishizing, right? Like he's got, yeah, this yeah, she's, yeah, exactly. And then, so then when you get the reveal that she has to do this in order to use her powers, it just kind of hits that much harder because now it's like tying into all these other insecurities that, you know, girl, younger women, you know, have to deal with in order to be liked in order to get the boy that they like to like them back. And yeah. then, you know, you see her like hunched over and in the manifestation of her insecurity is that she literally gets smaller, you know, yeah. which we return to, obviously. <laughs> but don't let nobody catch me watching the scene where, where a girl is riding a giant penis. No, no. I was like, oh God, I hope God. no one catches me watching this because like yeah. I will never live it down. I couldn't. I exactly. Couldn't even, I couldn't explain it if I wanted to, like what was happening. For sure. <laughs> Oh man, that was that was crazy. So, what happens later is she ends up going to hang out with the popular people. So Andre is out showing off his like skills. He ends up cutting somebody. They start bleeding. They decide to leave. Marie uses his power to bring the blood back into her neck and save her. And instead of becoming a hero, they end up expelling her. Yeah. And oh, you know what? We we left out one of the introduction of one of my favorite characters, which yeah. is Jordan. I was going to get to Jordan because Jordan's okay. big reveal is when Golden Boy starts uh, killing people. And then Jordan ends up saving Marie, which right. is like the Jordan's big moment, which I was like, right. damn, Jordan is freaking amazing in this episode. Well, remember like, Jordan Remember Jordan and, and Marie didn't like each other when they first met, right? Because that is true. Marie, because Marie tries to get you know into the class and yeah. Jordan's the, the most popular, not popular, but but sort of teacher's pet, you know? Yeah, uh, pet. like he was the, the teacher's secure, uh, secretary and stuff, and he, he controls right. who goes in and who doesn't, exactly. Right, and it took me a while, like way too long to realize what Jordan's powers were. Me too. Um, I, I thought Jordan was a shapeshifter for when I first when I first saw it, and then I realized that there was the the bi gender aspect to it, which which again, yeah. going back to the diversity side of it, like it's it was it was just so matter of fact that you had a superhero who was essentially non binary or yeah. or trans, you know, have basically having these this the dual gender identity, and then each gender had a different power set. Yeah. So when you know when Jordan she Jordan was was in a certain state of mind then it would be manifested one way and but then when he jordan was in in there that's when uh jordan was impervious to pain you know was yeah. was invincible and i hope they hope that there's some deeper meaning to that that you know gets fleshed out yeah so jordan's power when he's a, a guy is imp he's in previous to pain so he's like super right. strong uh and what was the power for when he was a, a girl so yeah, so female Jordan can shoot back to the fire, <laughs> you know, can shoot like energy waves, but it's energy not waves. right, but it's not impervious to yeah, uh, it's not impervious. Yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, if he doesn't shift shift in time, he can take a lot of pain. But if they do shift in time, they could be in no pain, right? So it's all about right. timing. And it's a fighting right. where the fighting scene is amazing because you see them 
offense with one gender, defense with another, and it's just going back and right. forth. And it's just a well choreographed fight. And the fact that this person wasn't even in one of the top rankings, but was able to hold her own with Golden Boy was well, no, I think technically cool. I think technically Jordan was number two. Oh, Jordan um, was number two. Jordan, oh. Jordan was number two, but okay. Jordan kind of knew that that they were being propped up by yeah. the fact that that, that uh, the dean I forget his name right now. Um, you know that the dean was on their side. Yeah. Um, but the minute that the dean was out of the picture, that's when Jordan's ranking ranking dropped. So like, okay, so Jordan has his power, but mm-hmm. like, like. I'm just thinking about how f- amazing filming that would be because mm-hmm. like they have to film a fight scene with basically three people, right. but like one person isn't there at, at, a, at a time. So one person takes a punch, the other person throws the punch, but the person who is fighting them has to act like it's the same person. Like that cho- yeah. choreography must've been insane. Sure. Or, or either that or the editing, right? Because I guess the editing. also, I guess they could have filmed one take where it was male Jordan and a, another take where it was female yeah. Jordan and then inter interspersed them with cuts. But I think splicing or, that would still be very, very difficult because they would oh, have yeah, to be standing sure. in the same mark at the same position with the same like facial structure. Uh, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just think, I don't know. I would love to see the behind the scenes of how that was done. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Really yeah. Cool. Featurette, a featurette of showing how that, how that works is, is, is really cool. And um, you know, we we'll, we don't have to get ahead of it, but um, you know, I just, Except uh, most of the time when we get powers in the boys universe, you can sort of track it to uh, a more well-known superhero. But this mm-hmm. was one of the the first times that it was like a truly novel uh, power set. Yeah, exactly. So when, when he fights Jordan, he goes out and he ends up committing suicide. He ends up blowing himself up. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what the hell just happened? And right. that was wild. Uh, I didn't see that coming. Did you see that coming? Um, not Definitely not the suicide. Obviously, I had a feeling that, you know, like, you know, he's having these dreams. Um, he's dreaming about the, the woods. The woods, yeah. And, you know, and he's talking about his brother. Um, you know, I hadn't. We didn't necessarily know what happened to his brother, but you had to figure there was a deeper conspiracy happening. But mm. I just I just thought that he was going to get neutralized in some other way uh, and not actually, you know, not actually kill himself. So, yeah, that was that was definitely a shocker. Yeah. So so he was dead, dead. <laughs> and then they make up the story about in episode two that Marie and Andre were the ones who saved everybody. They're the guardians of Godokin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, th- I thought yeah. it was really funny, uh, and I love. I lo- I forgot the, the the name of the character who was like, you know, that, that sounded really too like too many syllables. Yeah, um, too many syllables. <laughs> I thought that was really funny too, and I like the character who comes up to Marie the next day and he's like, "You're number four in the rankings, Black Girl Magic." <laughs> and I was just like rolling my eyes, like, "Yo, oh <laughs> man, ugh, it's just so funny." Uh, this show did a good job at making fun of uh, some of the commentary in here. I thought that's really funny. Um, all right. So then um, also Emma has a storyline where she tells the girl that her superpower comes from throwing up and she ends up telling everybody and oh, uh, yeah. actually humiliating her and kind of like a cyber bullying. Just, kind of just for content. Just, for, just content. for content. Yeah. 
And that's like a commentary on the, you know, social media and how people mm-hmm. will use anything for content and they don't care uh, who they exploit. It's it's pretty interesting. And I, and I felt yeah, like, like that. You, too. Like you remember that scene where, um, you know, it was a very brief moment, but uh, after when they're at the memorial for the dean and, you know, they have you have that one girl with the stretchy arm and she's got the. Yes. The and she's like just pouring her heart out with pain you know and then as soon as she stops recording her face just goes back to normal and she's and she goes about like it was you know just that that sort of subtle social commentary mm-hmm. about the about how people are performative for social media and mm-hmm. it's a little bit dehumanizing and it's a little bit um jarring well it's a lot jarring right. Right. <laughs> but it happens it happens a lot right. exactly you'd be surprised um also uh, we meet uh, Indira, who basically uh, is working in these labs. And the first time you find out about the woods and you kind of see Sam and what's happening there. So, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. And we also see that Andre is like stressing with what Golden Boy told him. Something about it being with his dad. And then he just goes to his dad's statue, goes right to the crotch, and just like pulls out a phone, <laughs> which I thought was God, this show is so funny. Uh, so what I, I the question that should have been on everyone's mind is how did he get the phone in his in there? Father, in there, yeah, yeah, in his father's crotch. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like I imagine, like late at night, like Golden Boy's in there, like looking like he's given uh, Golden uh, what's his polarity a hand job, but he's like, yeah, he's just like, put it up. <laughs> I guess he could kind of melt it in, but then the phone would melt. I don't understand. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it made more sense for for well, he's not polarity yet for Andre, uh, yeah. you know, for Andre to be able to to to, to pull it out. Phrasing, but but yeah, pulls out. Yes, yeah. All right, Uh, and then like he goes to try to find some information, and then Mm -hmm. Kate ends up kind of saving him. All these people were in the stairs, and she's like, "This one cop comes in there and says, I want you to ram something in my chocolate strawberry or something.' Oh yeah." Uh, and I was, I was like, what the hell is going on? And apparently she had pushed them and then mm-hmm. they were kind of uh, simulating more sex stuff, which, uh, yeah, this show loves to do. It's got a little bit of everything for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's the thing about Kate. Like, you know, even early on, um, you know, that we, we, we saw just how powerful like Kate can be with regard to pushing people and, yeah. um, you know, like setting up their, um, you know, even that one scene where she said like every hour on the hour, I want you to hit yourself uh, with a bat and say, yeah, uh, I what he was supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, Kilgrave uh, from yeah. Jessica Jones, kind of that power, yeah, right? Exactly. And we know how that, we know how well that worked out for everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like she, she is one of the most powerful uh, people in this, so um yeah so we find out about golden boy's brother sam and basically mm-hmm. kate has been the one who has been putting him to sleep and erasing uh golden boy's memory of him I all know. the time so we find out that about kate and we're like oh shit she is not a good person here uh, we also find, 
<laughs> yeah. And then Indira has a meeting with Marie telling her, hey, maybe we can find your sister. Maybe this will happen. Kind of incentivizing her to play along, be the good person. Let us make you whoever we want to make you. Uh, very like the star is born kind of thing where they're yeah. like, like they find a star and they're kind of making them right. Um, but Jordan was the one who actually saved uh, right. people from Golden Boy and they're not giving Jordan the credit, which is also yeah. very and, interesting. And, and sort of early on, you know, you really sort of start to realize, um, you know, this is what, what, what good prequels do, right? And this isn't technically a prequel, but it, it, it when it talks about how most of the heroes that you've met uh, earlier on in the boys from the seven did go to God, you, you know, yeah. that you can sort of see the process of them getting corrupted, right? You can see that they could have gone in with good intentions, but mm -hmm. um, that the sacri not sacrifices, the uh, compromises that they have to make um, to sort of doing the right thing and going along with the, the, the party line, you know, can start yeah. to undermine them. You know, and you saw it, you know, you saw it with with um with Marie and, and Jordan. Marie didn't want to go back to where she came from, didn't want to go back to the to to the projects essentially. You yeah. know, and she's like, I'll do what I gotta do to get ahead. Yeah. And uh another character who we we kind of meet, we well, not a character, but characters is the parents of Jordan, who mm -hmm. don't think seem seem to have a problem with her. Uh, being, you know, both genders, but they don't have a problem shooting her up with V when she was a baby or he was a baby or right. they were a baby. Yeah, my sense of that was that, um, let's see if I, if I, maybe I don't remember it properly. My sense of that is that uh, the father only acknowledged uh, the male yeah. uh, pronoun, only acknowledged uh, Jordan as as his son. And, yeah. and and just treated the um the 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 female uh perspective of you know the the dual gen the bigenderism as just kind of like a phase almost it was it was a very it was sort of giving the you know when parents find out that their um their their child's on the LGBT LGBTQ uh, yeah. spectrum just being like oh it'll pass you're in college you'll you'll figure it out when you get yeah. out like but you and then you'll go back to being quote unquote normal. Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, I felt like that was the energy that the father was was giving towards Jordan. Yeah, and then we also see like Marie has a lot of guilt for killing her parents, but Kate's like, listen, all of our parents injected us with this shit, so fuck all of them. Which is really interesting because before the boys, people didn't know that that's how everyone right. got superpowers. People really thought God gave them these powers, right? And now we're a few, ep you know. I don't know how many years later since the last season of the boys where the people found out all this stuff, but now it's common knowledge what their parents did to them. So I thought that yeah. was really, really which, interesting. Which kind of means that, you know, most of them had to have that moment where they had to grapple with thinking that they basically thinking that they were mutants and then yeah. finding out they were metahumans, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, Oh, it was, it was random chance or it was God or it was whatever that I was born this way. And then you find out, no, actually your parents uh, were subjected you to experimentation. And yeah. um, you know, the fact that in the face of that, so many people were still okay with it uh, isn't, is, a, is, a, is a, an interesting yeah. thing that hopefully they explore. Yeah, I want to see them explore that too. Um, also, we see a cameo by the Deep. 
<laughs> he showed yeah. up on the TV screen. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then um, Emma goes and becomes small and goes on this little detective hunt. And mm-hmm. she finds Sam. And then her and Sam end up killing one of the security guards and escaping. Uh, which I thought was really cool. And then at the end of this episode, Andre and Kate hook up. And I'm just like, whoa, this show is all over the place. Lots of stuff happening here. Yeah, and this and that went and that went back to my whole thing about like I didn't trust Andre. You know, you can't that's that's not that's not homeboy behavior, man. You don't hook up with your your boy's ex like right after he died. Yeah, but we find out we find out that's not the first time they did that. I know, I know. That was that that was the biggest shock. I was like, well, I, I could understand you. You're both in pain. You're both grieving. It something happened. Like, all right, fine, I'll give it to you. But no, that it was even before. That's that's wild. I know, I know. There's no excuse for it, Andre. You're just you're bad friend. Nk, Nk, she's for the streets. <laughs> Oh, well, Kate, yeah. Kate's got bigger, uh, bigger sins on the ledger than, <laughs> than hooking up with her her boyfriend's there, buddy. <laughs> there's a lot of red on her ledger for sure. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now, did you know? Quick, quickly, did you ship it immediately with Sam and Emma? Because I kind of did. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I felt like they, they were going that route. Yeah, I got that vibe. What I didn't see was Jordan and Marie. I didn't see that one happening. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, um, you know, I, that's going to be interesting because again, they didn't like each other when they first, when they first met and yeah, you know, so that was funny. But, and also I was like, which gender is she going to like? <laughs> like, I didn't even know. Right? Well, no, like, remember, remember they talked about that. They were like, um, you know, I can't, re- I can't remember who Jordan was confiding in that, you know, assumed that Marie was more into uh male Jordan. Yeah, uh, and we're kind of afraid, uh, you know, afraid to perhaps uh, shift into female Jordan. And yeah. it turned out, you know, it turned out that Marie was probably more into female Jordan, actually. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Also, there was this one scene where, like, like I think, like, female uh, Jordan was having sex and their parents come in and she had to turn into a boy real quick. And I was just like, that is strange. <laughs> that was that was pretty jarring. Uh, but yes, um, so Marie goes to this guy named Rufus and to help him out with something. And he his name up... is way too close to Rufy. Like, I like that. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Rufus the Rufier. So he basically roofies her, and then she wakes up, and this guy's like basically uh, has his thing out. And what does she do? She explodes it, <laughs> and, and, and not in the way you would think. <laughs> she no, she not in the good way. Not in the good way. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, that was the first. That was our first uh, uh, indication that being able to control blood uh, is a little bit more powerful than 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 just being able to do blood whiplash. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> blood whiplash. Yeah, she was basically whiplash with blood. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, so that was pretty funny. Uh, but Jordan ends up saving her again. Like, yeah, they don't even like each other at this point. But he. I think it was he or she. I don't know which version saved him. Yeah, we'll just say they went. Yeah, uh, except for, you know. Yeah, we'll just say they. Uh, They saved her. Um, And then they get into an argument. And then there's this detective that comes there named Tech Knight. Tech Knight. (laughs) And he's basically just figuring out everything that happened. He's like, yep, (laughs) 
the world's greatest detective. He's basically mm. Batman. Uh, basically. And just, yeah. And then he just figures out everything. He knows everything what everyone did. Uh, and while this is happening, Indira is like blackmailing Tech Knight because even though he figured everything out, he likes to hump random things. <laughs> yeah. And he and he and if, if there's a hole, he will fill that hole. <laughs> yeah. At the end when he was looking at a tree and the tree looked like a bubble. <laughs> Yo. Oh that man. was he reminds me of when every now and then you get those like sexual memes of like everyday house, everyday objects that look oh, like yeah. a body part, and it'll go around on like Twitter and it's like Okay, it'll be like an yeah, apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's tech night. <laughs> where did I see that? Oh, there was one where it was somebody's like sofa, and it was like, why does sofa look like it's got some cheeks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, was like, it was something stupid like that. I remember seeing that meme. That's how um, tech night sees the universe. He can find yeah. the cracks in any story. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so. We find that this other, uh, Sam breaks into some guy's house named Dr. Cardoso or something, Dr. Edison Cardoso, mm -hmm. and he's like attacking them. But then all the other people end up showing up and they try to stop him. Uh, Sam tries mm. to, uh, you know, uh, basically kill this guy. Yeah, because so, he was the doctor that was experimenting on him. Yeah, he was the doctor that experimented on him. So, you know, uh, and that doctor happened to be, you know, uh, gay and with the sun. Like I said, people don't realize this show is more <laughs> like folk than all these other shows. They just don't notice. It's good. Right. Um, and then Emma becomes big. So this is the first time we find out that Emma can not only get small, she can also get big. So and it was the first time that she realized that she could do it, I think. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like growth and learning uh, when it comes to mm -hmm. Emma. Like we get, to, we get to like be with her on her entire powers journey, which I think is really right. cool. Uh, but all these people wake up the next day without any recollection of what happened. I think it was Honestly, like three days later. I don't think it was the next day. You're right. Like, I think they had lost time. Yeah, I should say the next scene. They wake up and they don't yeah. remember how many days. But they they have been to parties. They have been doing a lot of stuff. They just don't remember any of it. Uh, Andre and Kate wake up together. Uh, Marie and Jordan wake up together, and then. Emma wakes up in a pool and she's huge, large, <laughs> and it's just lots of crazy stuff happening. And they think Rufus did it because Rufus has, you know, taken time for the before. Yeah. Right. But it turns out it was Kate all along. Kate was the one I who did know. it. She so was Kate was lying. She was pretending. Yeah. And then we see uh, Sam was, he comes and he tries to tell Emma about it. They don't remember who he is. So he mm -hmm. goes back to his hideout. And then all these like cops try to stop him. But turns out they're puppets. Like that part <laughs> got really weird to me. And I was just like, wait, but, are, is but he imagining see, that, reminded, that reminded me of Black Noir, how he used yeah. to see things as animation, you know, um, that you know, that it helps him cope with the violence that he's doing if he's doing it to puppets. Yeah, exactly. So B Black, yeah, he does it to puppets. Black Noirs did it to like Looney Tunes. Um, I thought that was really, really funny. Um, and yeah, and then Kate, we find out, is in on it with Indira. And they've been in on it for, for a while. So Well, not just that. I mean, it was kind of like, it was almost like a mirror or like a parallel of yeah. what was happening with um, the senator, with Victoria Newman and yeah. um, 
and and the vault guy, I can't remember his name right now, um, you know, that at a young age, um, you know, he 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 took uh you know Dean Shetty took her under her wing and basically said, you know, your parents don't want you, yep. but come with me. It was very, you know, very Professor X type move, right? Come to my school. Yeah. And and she he's her Jean Grey. And yeah. um and, oh you're you know, right. You know, that like come to my school and I can, you know, raise you and you know, kind of like your your parents don't want you, but we can help you hone your powers, but you just have to protect us. Exactly, exactly. And then in the next episode, we find out why her parents don't like her. It's because she told her brother to go away and he went away and they never found him again. <laughs> Which that is, is crazy. Yeah. That, that's some fucked up stuff. I, I wonder if they'll ever go back to that. Like they'll ever like find him again. Uh, I'd be very curious if she ever had reunites with uh, her brother and Marie reunites with her sister. I feel like one of them's yeah. got to happen. Well, I feel like in the case of, I feel like in the case of Kate, that's like one of those things that like closes her arc. You know yeah. what I mean? That if like she meets her brother, it's probably going to mean that they're about to kill her. <laughs> you know, like the, like right, you know, like the closure. But um, but yeah, but again, it just reinforces the idea that when the you know these powers manifest, it it, it was, it's almost reminiscent of like how Rogue, when her powers manifest, that she put the boy in the coma. You know, yeah. like that moment when you find out your powers exist, you know, can be traumatizing, not just for people around you, but for you yourself, because you don't you didn't know you were just mad at your brother. You said something mean to your brother, yeah. you know, and it's, it's like, you know, how like kids, it, like if their parents die and they said like before their parents die, like I wish you were dead, like yeah. it just traumatized them. It messes them up, you know, forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, that's Kate. You know, because she actually did say the thing that caused her brother, um, you know, to disappear. And, and her parents don't look at her the same. Her parents are afraid to, you know, to be in her presence. You know, they are yeah. they don't want to be touched. They don't want to, you know, be, be spoken to because they're afraid that she's going to mind control them. Um, yeah. You know, it's very but sad. But they're the ones that fucking put V in her and did all that shit to her. It's True. Oh. I mean, it, it's a little bit like karma, but, it, you know, yeah. I guess it's still kind of a dice roll. You know, when you give your kids powers, you don't know what powers are gonna. That is you know, true. Powers are gonna yeah. manifest. That is very. But it doesn't great. make them blameless. It just, yeah. you know, it just makes it understandable. Yeah. So we also find out that Shetty is making a drug to kill soups or a virus to kill soups, and right. like we're like, okay. And at this point, we don't know why, but that's very interesting. Yeah, um, legacy virus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we see that, and then um, Sam. Uh, so what they do is they go into Kate's mind, basically, mm -hmm. and they're in the woods, which is where this tra traumatic thing happened with their brothers. And then Soldier Boy shows up because she used to masturbate <laughs> to Soldier Boy. <laughs> like, nice. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll buy that. <laughs> exactly, and I like I like how it was like because he wasn't the real Soldier Boy. Like, yeah, they're like, they're like, well, you know that you're basically a Russian sleeper agent. He's like, am I? <laughs> <laughs> That's just so funny. Uh, but yes, uh, they go in and then I think uh, while this is happening, Sam and Emma are together mm -hmm. and they hook up. And then nice. we find out Kate's backstory. We find out the whole thing about her, her mom, her uh, whatever happened, how Shetty found her, all that stuff. 
And we also find other people's secret. We find out how Jordan got his job uh, being the dean's like assistant. And we also find out Andre and Kate hooked up. So mm -hmm. lots of things happening in this episode. What are your lots thoughts about all of these reveals? Yeah, I mean, that was one of my favorite episodes, just kind of, you know, because you yeah. get this review often, you know, when you find out a character is playing both sides, you know, immediately it becomes like, okay, now we hate this character and they're like mustache twirling villain. But this mm -hmm. kind of took that, it took like a beat because yeah. you really got into like why Kate did what she did and why everybody else is kind of um, dealing with their own, you know, you know, shit as well so it's not like it's it's a, it's more of a mess it's like they have a right to be mad at kate but they also because they had the shared experience are kind of empathetic to kate and and they don't really know how to proceed um in that you know in that situation because they do care for her and they do like want they want to be mad at her but they also want to want to you know, want to be sympathetic to her. And it, 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 it sort of turns that villain, that villain hero dichotomy on its head because nobody's hands are clean. Nobody's like, yeah, uh, perfectly uh, able to be on the moral high ground. True. Very true. Yeah. So uh, in the seventh episode, Emma basically hides Sam uh, at school. Uh, mm -hmm. Great job. Smart idea, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, so while this is happening, um, Marie and Jordan are snooping on Indira Shetty and they find out that her daughter and husband were lost on a flight. The same flight that Homelander refused to save, right. which was wild. And this yeah. is where her hatred for Stoops comes from. Yeah, now I was very confused there because I don't I didn't remember the full timeline of like how many years had passed between the beginning of the boys and you know and and this season you know mm -hmm. that felt like maybe two or three years um you know in the past but but it must have been longer because you know it seemed like she was in this job for for long enough to like earn everybody's trust um which yeah unless you know, she had the like job been hard unless she had the job before this happened Oh, fair point. You know, yeah. she had the job. And then right. when what happened to her family happened, it just that's where the switch her attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe that. So we kind of know like why she wants to make the disease like she wants to go full like genocide on all the soups, which yeah. isn't too far off but what Butcher wants. So it's one of those yep. things. More on that later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then she goes to meet Grace Mallory and she's like, what is it with you Brits and what? <laughs> having the same like goal, which I think was really fu uh, funny. So right. while this is happening, Sam is hiding out at the school and he starts hanging out with the MAGA crowd, which is what I like to call them. The superhero yeah, MAGA crowd. Yeah. You see the guy wearing a red hat. So, you know, yeah, he was like, yeah, he wore the hat in the beginning too. I didn't realize that until I was rewatching it, that he was, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it was, it was very, it was a very MAGA themed uh, hat. It, it definitely was. But not only that, but he's one of the person that goes like, you will not control us, which is a reference to you will not replace us with what happened mm -hmm. in Charlottesville uh, with the right. Nazis and stuff like that. Uh, who Trump yeah. called fine people on both sides. Yeah. Uh, and remember, in the in the world of, you know, you already sort of it's been revealed at this point in the world of the, the the boys that the power the compound v is basically nazi science right you know yeah. that that they're um stormfront was a nazi 
exactly. Stormfront, well, Stormfront's like the first uh, V person, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, so, it, so it really does continue to tie into the whole master race uh, narrative, and it would make sense that even among the the the, the superpower uh, young people, that mm-hmm. there would be a contingent of sort of master race. We're not going to allow this the inferior. Uh, people to hold us down uh, we should be in charge and that's yeah uh, that's the the path that homelander you know on the other show has been moving towards so you, it's it's an interesting convergence of plot yeah. well speaking and, of homelander, you know the fact yeah go ahead i was gonna say like speaking of homelander they actually brought up the fact that he killed someone in mm-hmm. in broad daylight and people would cheer cheered for him, which is something <laughs> Trump actually said. Trump exactly. said, "I killed somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and people would cheer." How do people not know this is the most woke show on TV? Like exactly, how are people missing that whole thing? And you know, uh, what I was also going to mention is that this, you know, that episode was the episode where Victoria Newman, you know, shows up on the show, yes. and you know, she's very much. Obviously, we know she's also a soup, but we also, but when we're introduced to her, we were introduced to her as almost like an AOC type character. Yes. Um, you know, who's kind of uh, very popular with uh, with the people who want to reign in the soups and want to, exactly. you know, do the right thing and be responsible to the people. So, yeah. You know, and she says that like superheroes should have super, I think like super citizens should have their civil rights, but they need to be held to the same standard and have to go through Homelander will have to go through a jury of his own peers. And they're like, regular people are not our peers. So like another Mm -hmm. example of saying like how they are above everyone else. Like, right. Again, meta commentary on Mm -hmm. on political stuff that's happening in the real world. So yeah, for sure. That was pretty interesting. Um, What did you think of the dynamic between, um, Victoria Newman and uh, Marie. I thought that was interesting because you realize that Victoria was the one pulling the strings all along. She got her accepted into the school and it's because they have the same power. And I was like, I knew she had the power to make things explode, but I didn't know she, she had blood-based powers. And that's how, that's like the that's science how she made her things explode. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we again, we had seen in an earlier episode how Marie made the guy's dick explode or a explosion, <laughs> if you will. Um, That's <laughs> you know, and we should have been able to realize that if you can do that to the little head, you can do it to the big head. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Very, very true. Um, all right. And while this is happening, we find out that uh, Andre's dad, Polaris, has a seizure. So he ends up going to the ambulance and there's stuff going on. So Andre is a little bit out of commission for a little while. Um, you know what that, sorry to cut you off. Remember, remember you know what that reminded me of kind of on a small scale mm-hmm. um, in Logan when, you know, when Professor X has his seizure and yeah. how it like completely oh. like freaks out like this whole, like just the mat, like it like it got the wheels turning it's like if you have magnetic powers and you have a seizure like that you can cause uh you know some kind of like electromagnetic pulse even yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah you're right it, and it does felt like the professor x and logan thing that's pretty cool i didn't i, I didn't put that together um but yes we find out that newman was pulling the strings um but kate is actually at this point goes to find uh shetty and they're talking and it looks like i don't know maybe they're getting along but it turns out 
she's going to kill Shetty. And at this point, I'm like, is she faking it? Is her and Shetty cooked up a plan mm -hmm. to kind of like get the drop on these guys? But no, she legit killed Shetty. And I was like, whoa, I, I didn't see that coming. What were your thoughts there? I thought that that came out of nowhere a little bit. So at first, I thought this was her way of trying to get like redemption, yeah. you know, like trying to like say, look, I'm proving to you that I'm on your side by killing the bad guy, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but then I realized that she realized that Shetty, that the pills that she was taking that were supposed to be for, for her like headaches were mm -hmm. actually limiting her powers. And yeah. then, and, and then I realized that she, that the, the switch was flipping and she was going from, you know, like, Jean Grey to Magneto, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. what I mean? like she was, she was like, oh hell no, I'm, I'm, also, I'm good. No, go ahead. I'm gonna say it also reminds me of Captain Marvel, where like Captain Marvel had that thing on her neck, and she mm -hmm. realizes that like it was actually holding her back the whole time, and she was actually like fighting with one hand tied behind her back. So yeah. that's kind of like what Kate was going through with the pills, just like you mentioned. Yeah, but it was also that like it wasn't just. I mean, I do think that she wanted her friends to um to forgive her but yeah. because of her powers because of her just passive ability to read people's minds she knew that that even if they said that they were forgiving her she could sense their doubt and she could mm. sense their fear and that made her a little bit paranoid you know like okay you're going always going to be afraid of me so i might as well be the villain you know i might as well um you know take the take people out because i'm never gonna be the hero in your yeah. eyes i'm never gonna be the good guy but it also felt like she was believing the stuff that she was saying like she was drinking the kool-aid now because her and sam were like hey we're better than these guys when she, when she killed them and then they mm -hmm. go and then they free all of these people who are trapped in the woods and i'm like okay great love that for mm -hmm. them um, yeah. but then they encourage them to go out and kill all these people. And I was like, no, right. I don't love that for you. <laughs> but, but again, it, but again, like I was saying before, it's like, you know, this, I, I, I would occasionally kind of like dig deep on the whole, the mythology of professor, professor X, like mm -hmm. the, the person who's like the most powerful telepath who a has the ability to sense everyone's bigotry, mm -hmm. but also has the ability to turn off everyone's bigotry, but mm -hmm. chooses not to do it. Like he wants to like change people's minds, like the quote unquote right way rather than the the other way. But yeah. like Kate is is young, you know, she's she's got this anger and this like trauma and all this other stuff, you know, of of, of her being able to hear people's thoughts and her being able to control people's behavior. And I just think that emotionally she's just not mature enough to deal with the fact that that her power is scary mm. and people won't trust themselves um, around her, won't trust her around them. And yeah. the, and the way that she's now coping with that instead of um, how like a professor X would cope with it and be like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here. I, I, Oh, you know, uh, you know, peace, you know, I'm just trying to, to usher in uh, cooperation. Like she's like, fuck that. <laughs> you know like everybody's gonna die it's just the pot just the soups you know yeah exactly so there's violence all over the campus and we see ashley in this episode who's out there yeah. trying to figure out who will join the seven and <laughs> <laughs> and then all this chaos breaks out and 
Sam is also over there, and Sam's trying to go through whether he should, you know, be on one side or the other. He can't decide. He's still seeing his brother, who his brother's telling him, hey, don't go over to the dark side. And then he mm-hmm. tries decides to shut that off and goes, you know, right. t- with Kate and be on their side. Um, and that was heartbreaking because of Emma, you know. Yeah. Trying, you know, she understood that they had hurt Sam and he really didn't have a, a baseline of good people. So, you know, he's in full revenge mode. But like you said, um, you know, Sam asks uh, Kate to turn off his empathy, basically. Yeah. And, you know, so he doesn't have to feel it. So he doesn't have to see his brother kind of judging him and saying, like, you know, there's a better way or what have you. Yeah, that's so true. He he asked her to turn it off. And then he had the conversation with Emma. Does that happen before he turns off the uh, emotions or be after? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was before. This is before. So he had the conversation with Emma, which also happens at the class where it's like an actual theater and stage. So they kind of thought they were like having <laughs> yeah. a scene, which I thought was pretty funny. But, you know, she's senses that he has become too radicalized which is also mm-hmm. a commentary on things because like people who you know are regular kids end up becoming really radicalized because they've been hurt that you, the youtube algorithm t- took them down an incel rabbit hole the incel <laughs> rabbit hole right that that pipeline from like being hurt to becoming a freaking white nationalist <laughs> it's just a slippery exactly. road uh and he became a you know a superhero supremacist basically um yeah and and in just a matter of like you know a few days so emma and Sam have this fight um and then emma realizes at the end of this fight she becomes really really small and she realizes she doesn't have to throw up to become small anymore she actually can use her emotions and she can use her emotions to grow big or small which makes her even more powerful now she's basically ant-man she went from being like someone with like lame power to someone who can actually use it well, well, again, I mean, we had seen that kind of get seeded um, across the season because, you know, when we meet her mother and we yeah. see how her mother kind of bullies her and yeah. uses her weight, you know, um, you know, her this weight and her, her like and, and sort of like you see it with a lot of stage moms or stage yeah. parents rather, you know, where it's like you're you're too fat, like you've got to control your diet or whatever. So like the eating disorder. Um, you know, or to the extent that it is a disorder was kind yeah. of a manifestation of her of her psychology, of her insecurity. And she was making her because of the shame of of her her purging, that was the true cause of her shrinking. It wasn't mm-hmm. the it was you know psychosomatic. It was that it yeah. was that she was she was feeling this way and that's why she was shrinking. And then when she ate, she would sort of like big herself up you know, mm-hmm. and then get bigger. But, um, yeah. but, but like so you said, true. now, now that she knows, there. right. Exactly. But now that she knows it, now that she knows that it's tied to her emotions, chances are when we see her like in later seasons, she'll be able to, to access those feelings and control the powers more, um, more readily. The one thing about her power is that the same thing happened with uh, Translucent. Like, they go for realism, so they don't do things like, oh, if you can, um, you know, become invisible, you have to be naked because your clothes can also. So mm-hmm. she has, also has the same problem. Like she goes big or small. Um, her, either she's going to become naked because her clothes <laughs> don't fit her or they're going to rip off. So that's like the one thing where I feel like they're going to have mm-hmm. to go back and forth with that all the time unless they figure out a way. Cause like 
when she's small, she wears like a Polly Pocket outfit, like a doll's yeah. clothing, which I think is really, really funny. Um, well, I mean, I know that they did the thing with um with Golden Boy, right? Where, you know, like his powers would always burn off his clothes. Right. But then but then um, you know, the professor uh Brink, you know, says that they that the guys in R and D like built him a suit that yeah. That won't burn. So presumably, maybe there's a, a a material out there, kind of like unstable molecules in the Marvel universe, where yeah. like it can it can change size with you, but you just have to be able to afford it, which the average person can't afford. Right. Um, but maybe if Vought, he gets, Vought will have to buy it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's cost it's cost like twenty million dollars to to get a a, a size changing suit. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what they're gonna do. It's probably just it's like it's just the one line of dialogue that can solve that problem. No big. <laughs> exactly. Uh, ne- next, we see all hell breaks loose on this campus, mm-hmm. and then Marie tries to save all these people. She turns her like blood into daggers now, so now she can turn them into like hard daggers. Uh, and when she does that, everyone's super happy. Jordan looks at her, and as Kate is coming to push. Jordan, she blows up her hand. And I was like, damn, that was insane. I didn't see that coming. What about you? No, you're right. I mean, again, we should have because of the goriness. Like, I figured they'd find another way to stop her. Um, But blowing off her hand uh, definitely definitely works. Yeah. Even though we know now. Even though we know now that she doesn't have to touch you um, anymore. Oh, she doesn't have to touch you? I mean... We thought so, but you know she she was able to do like so much once once the pills wore off. I kind of mm, feel oh, like that's true. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like she just needs like a little bit of proximity, other than you know skin to skin contact. Uh true. Maybe yeah. I think you're right. Uh, but then also Homelander shows up, and then I'm like, okay, cool. Homelander shows up. You know, and no. Like she- here's the here's the thing. I know for some people, I know for some people, they were shocked at what happened when Homelander yeah. showed up. But I was like, Homelander is not gonna let these people of color attack white kids. Like his like, instinct, <laughs> bro, bro, you're so right. You're so right. It it does feel like the situation where it's like a a, a kid of color does something and a white kid does something, and then you're like, mm-hmm. you're even though that person's in the right, they find a way. They always find a way to to to, to make it that that person's the aggressor. And that's exactly what, what Homelander did. Uh, very interesting. Also reminds me a little bit about like, you know, the U.S. and two countries in the Middle East. <laughs> like one person does one thing and then the other one's like, nope, how dare you? Are you an animal? Like that usage of that word and imagery For is sure. very parallel to a lot of the things that are happening in my opinion. So I thought that was very, very interesting. But yes, Homelander shows up. Um, and then he uses his laser eyes on Marie, who took it like a champ, apparently. And apparently they're in, but they're not dead. They're in some room. Yeah. And they changed the storyline. The Guardians of Godokin are now Sam and Kate, who mm-hmm. wanted to destroy all of these people. Um, so, yeah. so this is where this is where my theory corner kicks in. Okay. Um, so as if if we remember, I think there were two slots that came that are supposed to be filled for the seven um, down from the last season. And mm-hmm. they were going, remember they were going through um, it was Ashley who was basically offering people slots in the seven, if they protected them. Yeah. Um, now that, now that we have our two, 
um, Guardians of Godokin, and they're both, you know, white white people. Yes. Um, I predict that that uh, Sam is going to be the new Black Black Noir. Um, he's going to get in the Black Noir costume and he's going to do Black Noir things like he's got the, all of the, the powers or whatever. And again, like I said before, with Black Noir and the animation, this this version is going to see everything as puppets. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're going to give Kate like a robotic arm or something like that. And then oh, she's going to right. like and then she's going to be in the seven um, next season. That's so true. And they say the boys is going to take up right after this. So it basically ends up and we see that because we see Butcher shows up at the very Mm -hmm. end of this and calls them a bunch of C words. (laughs) And he was in the the woods, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So I think he's going to I think he's going to find even though um, supposedly Victoria Newman got rid of all of the the uh whatever you want to call it the the, the legacy virus <laughs> um yeah. you know um i think he's going to discover the research and he's also going to try to 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 design a uh a, a soup killer uh, yeah thing but does doesn't he have powers now too isn't he also a soup yeah but it's te- it's it's temp v so it might oh, not work yeah you're right yeah it might not work if it's not in your system that's so true yeah yeah all right cool man and plus, I'm and plus remember and remember he's supposed to be dying anyway remember they said that he's only got like a few months left to live so he oh, might yeah, not yeah. care he might not care anyway if he can like wipe out wipe out the soups with like some kind of bomb or some kind of you know chemical weapon yeah yeah i mean he definitely has a vendetta against the soups so totally mm-hmm. get that um all right man that's the end of this season how did you like the season overall i i I, first season i thought it was great honestly i think it may be better than the boys i feel like the social commentary is better i feel like the plot is is great um i I just feel like the boys has more like standout characters a little bit Mm -hmm. they're like more iconic but i don't know i really like gen v i thought it was great so so First of all, I I was very skeptical of the show when it was first announced, mm-hmm. and you know, and and I waited a long time before I watched the trailer, um, till basically before the show, right before the show came on, and 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 it blew me away. I I think that one of the advantages that it has is because it's smaller, um, not smaller stakes, but it involves this small area and these just a small group of characters. You yeah. get a lot more time with them and you get to invest in them and their relationships. So it just feels more, uh, more of a dramatic, like human show. Whereas yeah. the boys um, is, is sprawling it. It's, it, it's doing, it, it has spent the, the seasons doing the work of like trying to fill in the blanks of this world and uh you know showing all of the facets of it and 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 i think that's been great as well i just think that this is a more focused story and because yeah. it's a more focused story you you know you invest in the characters a lot faster and you care about them and you're you know and the fact that they're younger and the fact that the mistakes that they make seem like the mistakes that you know young people would make at that time in their lives and you want them to kind of make it to the other side and not uh, become the already corrupted characters that you've met in the time of the boys. Like most yeah. of the characters in the boys have done so much that they're kind of irredeemable. Yeah. Whereas with the, with these characters, they haven't yet gone over the line of irredeemable and you want them to kind of be redeemed. So mm. I think that helps, um, you know, 
uh, ratchet up the drama and ratchet up the stakes because you're you care about the emotional stakes more so than is the world going to end or you know yeah heads are going to get blown up uh, this week very true very true yeah I, I do feel like it's a lot more grounded and because of that you can get invested in the individual stories a lot more and some of their characters and how things uh ends up like when it comes to the boys i don't really care about their relationships within each other i just want to know what's happening next in the storyline in the world or like where it's happening with right. uh you know what you call it um the, the homelander and and butcher and, and their rivalry right uh, right. Where this, you're more invested in in these characters and their relationships. So yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, all right, man. Well, thank you for joining. Uh, this was great. Well, I feel like you went through every little thing on this show. This was a really cool deep dive. I love picking apart the social commentary, but also some mm -hmm. of the meta commentary and also some of the actual, you know, uh, all fun moments. Stuff. Yeah, the gags and stuff. The gags and. <laughs> And the dick writing, whatever, <laughs> all of that literal, stuff. Literal dick writing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they put that scene in there. But then again, they've actually put it's worse scenes boys. in there. Yeah. Boys, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let people know where they can find you if you want people to find you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you can find me. I occasionally write for Murphy's Multiverse. Uh, so if you want to see my my uh, textual musings, you can uh, check me out there. Uh, I also have a podcast that's a little on a little bit of a hiatus, but it'll be coming back in the new year. Uh, and that's the Racial Draft Podcast, where we change the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time. Uh, I've rehearsed that. Uh, <laughs> nice. But, uh, but, but yeah, you know, it's it's a comic. It's it's about comic book superhero and race bending. And you know, we try to keep it light, but every now and then we'll you know we'll we'll delve into sort of the the deep uh, topics, kind of like we do here. But um, yeah, that that'll be coming back in in uh, 2024 and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and hopefully looking forward to getting Eves over on the show. Uh, you know, yeah, man, I'm, I'm available whenever, man, I'll, uh, whatever it takes, I'll, I'll be on there. Okay. Um, all right, man. Thank you so much for joining and guys until next time. Salam nerds. Hey.